You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America. Happy Sunday. Wow, do we have a show for you. Three of the most prominent and influential voices in Congress joining us, starting off with Congressman Brian Stile, the chairman of the House Administration Committee, is also a key member on financial services. He had the SEC chairman and was grilling him with, uh, I think, alacrity this week. Congressman Brian Stile is going to kick us off today. Then we're going to go down to the border with two amazing Texas Republican congressmen, Troy Nels and Brian Babin. They've got some hard truths to deliver us about the border, which, by the way, are only going to get worse when Title 42 is lifted in a few days. They're going to tell us what's going on and how we can close it in. There's a headline when you talk to Brian Stile, when you heard from Ben Klein yesterday, when you hear from Brian Babin, when you hear from Troy Nels. Republicans, now that they've got the debt ceiling bill and the shrinking of government legislation passed and under their belt onto the Senate, they're turning to immigration reform. Boy, we haven't had anyone with the courage to have real immigration reform for several years. That's coming up. You're going to hear that from all three members, Stile, Babin and Nels. That's going to be pretty exciting. Then we're going to take a little detour and think about the state of elections. That's right. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Bobby Kennedy, Asa Hutchinson jumping into the race this week. No better person to referee all of that. And also the issues that may be on Americans' minds that aren't on Washington's lips right now. Well, no better person to address all that than Scott Rasmussen, the great pollster, the great political strategist, had a wonderful conversation with him. You're going to get to listen to that today. That's pretty darn exciting. And then we're going to take a tour into a big hearing this week. The head of one of the largest teachers union, Randy Weingart, was on the griddle for hours, and you learned a lot about how much sway the Democrat big donating teacher unions have with government, with bureaucrats, with agencies. Here to break that down, Aaron Withy from one of the great freedom voices in America. Aaron Withy, one of the smartest guys in town. We're going to have that. That's a really, really fun conversation. So an all-around amazing conversation today. Get ready for it. We'll also have a quick conversation we had earlier in the week with Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're going to love that. Some very big thoughts in a very short window of time that we had with her. We caught her as she was coming off the floor of the House on that historic vote to raise the debt ceiling and cut the size of government. But she had some very important things. We're going to throw that into the podcast as well. All right, folks, that's our Sunday edition. We'll take a quick commercial break and get kicked off with Chairman Brian Stile, the House Administration Committee, Congressman Republican, Wisconsin man, coming up right after these messages. 
Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. He's the chairman of the House Administration Committee, and he joins us right now, Congressman Brian Steele from the great state of Wisconsin, where I spent many years. Congressman, good to have you on the show, sir. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. This is a very exciting thing. We've had a big debate in America for a very long time. Either one party or the other party's had some distrust in the elections going back to 16. You want to get integrity and confidence back in the elections. Tell us what you've been working on. The principle here is we got to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. And so I've been working in drafting legislation that we call the ACE Act, the American Confidence and Elections Act, that does just that, makes it easy to vote and hard to cheat. How do we do it? We rely on our federalist principles, but what we, what we do is we provide the states with the tools that they need to be able to enhance voter integrity. Things like giving them access to Social Security death databases so that they can clean their voter rolls. So the voter rolls in every one of our states has an opportunity to be accurate and to be ready to go for the upcoming elections. We also use Washington, D.C., which has had some challenges in the past in their elections. Let's make them the gold standard. Let's put in place things that are pretty obvious, like photo ID, so that states in, in country, states around the country can actually understand what good voter integrity practices are. Why is that so important? Because when 
people have confidence in their elections, more people participate. And we saw that firsthand in Georgia. Right. Georgia put forward, Georgia, as you, as you know, John, Georgia put forward a really good voter integrity law. What happened, the Democrats said the House is going to cave in. What really happened, though, more people showed up to vote and people actually liked the process that they had. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and sir, I know that you, you've you been working on this for a long time, the better part of three years, I believe, but you remarked recently about how there were even some, some recent alterations, some tweaks that you made since just November, since the midterm elections, lessons learned from that election. What were some of those things that you felt important to either amend or add to this uh, to enhance election integrity? Well, we got to see states, I mean, I'll go back to Georgia for an example. We saw states put in place good voter integrity laws. You got to remember President Biden and all the Democrats came out and demagogued this and said it would be terrible. But what really happened in Georgia is more part people participated. Why? Because their confidence in the underlying election process improved. And so we're looking for states that are putting forward good voter integrity provisions. Let's utilize those and share those across the country, making sure that we have the commission in place to share best practices practices is going to be a key piece of this. You've been very expansive in, in soliciting not only input, but getting buy-in so that when, when this bill comes out, when this legislation gets passed, there's a universal acceptance of it. Recently, you had some opportunity to talk with the Election Assistance Commission. It does a lot of very important work. Tell us how that went and how EAC could be a very important factor in getting confidence back in elections. We held a hearing just this week in Washington, bringing in experts from around the country, folks like Ken Cuccinelli or the Secretary of State of West Virginia to come to the table and give us ideas and suggestions of what we should be doing. They support this legislation. They know how critical it is. We gotta make sure that we have strong voter integrity provisions. We have to call out states that don't have strong voter integrity provisions. We had folks uh, from Nevada where they're not, they don't have have a photo ID law. It's an opportunity here for states to get on the ball and make sure that they have strong voter integrity provisions on the books, because when people have confidence in their, our elections, they're more likely to participate. The more people that participate legally, the better off our country is. Yeah, no doubt. Sir, I want to switch gears to the debt ceiling. Since January, Republicans have been trying to get this administration and, and House Democrats to come to the table, to come to agreements on things where we can save money. There were a couple provisions that I think Americans nationwide uh, were not hugely supportive of, especially those IRS agents, um, but also the, the student loan repayment programs. Those are a couple of things that Democrats were really adamant about getting in their budget, but you, it's notably absent from this bill. What do you expect Joe Biden to do? I know he has said that he's going to veto it, but it's all on him now. Republicans have passed it out of the House. Yeah, the, the president has been really dangerous and reckless with what he's doing as it relates to the debt ceiling. What the president's done is put his head in the sand and said, it's my way or the highway. Republicans have come forward in the House and put forward a very sensible, reasonable, and appropriate piece of legislation that does three key things. It limits the growth of our spending. It saves taxpayer money and it grows our economy. How can you not agree with this? In my home state of Wisconsin, we had a ballot initiative in our most recent election that asked should able-bodied adults, childless in particular, be required to work in order to receive welfare benefits. 80% of Wisconsinites said yes, of course they should. Everybody should. 
And so we have an opportunity here to clean up wasteful spending in Washington. The president wants to put his head in the sand and the Senate refuses to move or act. It's a really a dangerous predicament that the president of the United States and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is putting all Americans in by holding the American economy hostage with their demands for my way or the highway. Congressman, in addition to your important role heading the House Administration Committee, you also sit on banking. Uh, That's such an important area of our economy right now with all the bank failures teething. You had some interesting exchanges with the SEC Chairman Gary Gensler. I want to ask a little bit. There seems to be some growing concerns that the SEC has its eye off the ball and maybe uh, tilting more towards politics than uh, uh, even in regulation. Tell us a little bit about what you and the, uh, the chairman talked about. The chairman of the Securities Exchange Commission came up. This is the first time in years that he's been up before members of the House Financial Services Committee. My concern is that instead of actually providing regulations that analyze risk and reward, what we're watching is the Securities and Exchange Commission drive forward an agenda of new rules and regulations driving forward a woke corporate agenda. That's not what we should have. We want to be able to, in particular, protect Americans who are saving for retirement to make sure that their funds are bound balancing risk and returns. And what we continue to see is the Securities and Exchange Commission utilize their power to drive forward a political agenda rather than protecting Americans who are saving for retirement. Yeah, so important. Sir, while we're on the topic of, of banking and lending, um, there has been something insidious that, that that I think consistently tries to creep into American society and our way of governing. Uh, little instances of socialism here and there. But there was a recent instance of this that just made it so incredibly obvious for people. I, I, I was incredulous when I read this headline and I saw the report about it what the Biden administration is trying to do, their efforts to uh, take good credit home buyers and and subsidize high-risk mortgages. To me, that is a redistribution of wealth. It is taking someone's hard work uh, and, and the efforts that they have made to have good credit and spreading it out amongst people who did not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe this is totally a farce. Maybe this doesn't even exist. Am I wrong? Well, here's the concern. I was at a pancake breakfast in Kenosha last week, and I can't tell you how many people come up to me and are frustrated with the cost of goods. Costs keep going up and wages aren't keeping up with them. And in particular, home prices are getting more and more difficult for people to be able to afford either a mortgage or pay their rent. And my concern is, is this new rule going to make it even more expensive, in particular, for those who are doing all the right things, those people with good credit scores who are paying their bills on time? Is this going to make it more difficult for those people to get into, in particular, their very first home. I've been diving into this data along with my colleagues who sit on the House Financial Services Committee, which has oversight over this federal entity. I got a lot of questions we're asking to figure out exactly what they're doing. But boy, anytime you read these reports that this administration is driving forward equity goals at the cost of people who are doing the right things and paying their bills on time, I think we got a lot of questions that need to be answered. Yeah, no doubt. Sir, just real quick, about 30 seconds left. Uh, Congressman Devin Nunes, former congressman, runs Truth Social, said SEC has been holding up their merger for two years. He asked for Congress to intervene. Is that something that committee members might take a look at? 
Well, the, the SEC's just got to get answers to people. What they can't do is put people in a black box and not let them know what's going on. This is the broader concern with the Securities and Exchange Commission, that they're focused on a woke political agenda rather than focused on their job. The SEC deserves to be at least able to tell people the answers and let them know where they're at in the process. Incredibly so frustrating. I think he's got the right questions he's asking. Congressman, great honor to have you on. We always enjoy We're going to be closing, keeping a close eye on that important election integrity uh, legislation coming up. Folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, everybody. If you're up to date on True Social, Twitter, or any of the other social media platforms, you may have seen the words yum yum in their uh, trending list last night. Well, after California Congressman Eric Swalwell tried disparaging a witness, our next guest went on offense. Take a look at this. Mr. Chairman, uh, Ms. Rodriguez, I apologize that you had to. You're here for a hearing on the border. They don't want to talk about a border. Uh, Mr. Swalwell is down there. Obviously, everybody knows he's made some comments. He's got a, a checkered past. He's alleged I'm sorry, relationships. I'm sorry, checkered past. Uh, alleged, I would ask. Uh, it's my time. Mr. Alleged affairs relationships with No, 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 yum, no. Yum. You don't get to say that. That's he, not he true. He had alleged relationships and with Yum Yum. I asked the gentleman's. <laughs> that was House Judiciary Committee member and Texas Congressman Troy Nels. He joins us now to tell us more. Congressman, thank you so much for being here. Uh, a heated conversation with Eric Swalwell, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was uh, he was a little angry. You can tell he's a little angry. He probably has, you know, some sleepless nights. I mean, he you know, but I would probably say a lot of this is is self-induced, quite honestly, with his behavior. Uh, he gets a little frustrated. We were there for a hearing yesterday. That poor Miss Rodriguez was there. She was there to testify on the southern border. She's part of an advocacy group in the great state of Texas. And she was there just to talk about how this Biden administration's policies are hurting uh, unaccompanied minors and children and, and adults, too. And he spent his five minutes on January 6th. That's what it was. It's I think he almost has a crush on her because he spent five minutes. He's looking up her social media. He was just he he was doing a deep dive into this woman, this Miss Rodriguez. And I thought, this isn't what we're here for. We're here to talk about the yeah. poor southern border and immigration. He didn't want anything to do with that. That's what the Democrats, they don't want to talk about that. Try to go out and attack our witness. Shameful on him. Shameful. Mm. Congressman, when I came to town 30 years ago, even when the two parties disagreed about the subject, both came seriously to the table to stick to the topic and do real oversight. It seems like the Democrats, since they've fallen to the minority, they're just playing the Biden defense lawyer's role. They're not actually doing oversight anymore. They're just playing defense for the White House. How big a loss is that for the American people? Well, it's a huge loss, but I think the American people are realizing that that this Democrat Party, Joe Biden, people in Congress, the Democrats have put the American people last. It's self-evident what you see with with the way we have turned on on the on. uh, We were energy independent under Trump. I mean, whether it's the inflation, whether it's the fuel prices, whether now spending hundreds of billions of dollars into Ukraine, whether it's the poor southern border, whether it's putting suspects in front of victims. And you see in these large, major metropolitan cities run by liberals and far leftists, they put the suspects. Think about that. They put the suspects over the victims. Crime's out of control. There's a crisis on every corner in this country. And the American people are going to start standing up. They are. They're starting to pay attention. Again, Joe Biden's seeking re-election. I'm sending him 25 bucks. We need him to be our nominee. We need him to be the Democrat nominee because Donald Trump will beat him. Well, and I I think you're right. I think the American people are starting to take notice, even folks who might typically not be that concerned because of Democrats rhetoric surrounding the border. And it's hard for people to ignore testimony of folks like Tara Lee Rodas, because one of the things that she testified yesterday um, about was her experience in Pomona, California, as far as these processing centers for children that she said are basically just Uh, They're actually sophisticated trafficking operations where you have these kids, these unaccompanied minors coming into the states and then they're dispersed among sponsors who in oftentimes don't have any relation to the child. They are oftentimes criminals, members of transnational uh, criminal organizations that are using these children as assets. That was a very shocking thing that I don't think anyone can deny contributes to the problems at the border. Would you would you agree? I would agree. And in my minute or five minutes of testimony was all about the number of adults that are coming into this country posing as minors. Everybody's pretty much familiar with that case in Florida. This guy comes over. He's 24 years old. He murders uh, uh, his sponsor in Florida, stabbed him brutally and killed him. He comes over posing as a minor. Well, when you look at this guy's picture, he's got more chin whiskers than a 40 year old. So I don't know how he got through our southern border 
but he looks like a grown man. I don't know how he did it. And then I highlighted an article out of, uh, I believe it was California, where a school district, they've got these children, these individuals in their schools, in their high schools, that aren't children, you know, they're, they're not 18 and under. They're 23, 24, 25 years old because they came in posing as children. So we've got some problems across our country. We've got a poor southern border. We have to address it. And it is incumbent upon the Republican Party to pass meaningful immigration reform as soon as possible and let the American people know we place them first. Yeah, such a powerful message. They're waiting for that message. There's no doubt about it. Congressman, yes, you're sir. about accountability. As a sheriff, as a lawmaker, you have always insisted on accountability. We learned something important last week. We knew the letter from 51 Intel officials was a ruse from the beginning, that there was no basis to claim Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation in 2020. Now we know it was connected to Tony Blinken, and the Biden campaign rolled it out to fake us and give a moment to Joe Biden in the debate. Would you support defunding any future contracts or security clearances for anyone involved in that letter? Why wouldn't I, especially if they knew what they were signing wasn't truthful? That is, this was all just to go after Donald Trump and, and, and to protect his son. So there should be some criminal liability there with these individuals when they're signing their name to a document and they know it's not true. I think they need to be held accountable. We were in a hearing today talking about the FISA and the FISA court and what it did to Carter Page earlier today. Right. I tell you something. This administration, going all the way back to Hillary Clinton, they have weaponized the FBI, the DOJ. You can't trust the FBI anymore. People should be concerned. We must hold them all accountable. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of accountability, we've just got about 30 seconds left. I want to bring it back to the border issue, come full circle, because the Biden administration um, announced a few measures that they say will help. They're going to be more uh, strict with enforcement at the U.S. border because they're going to open processing uh, centers in Guatemala and Colombia. Is that going to help? Oh, sounds like a campaign speech. He's now running for re-election, so now he wants to tell the American people he's going to be the, the, the he's going to secure the southern border. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all misinformation. They own the left. They own the media. I tell you something. If you want to secure the southern border, the American people, bring Donald Trump back in 2024. He'll secure the southern border. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. 
Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mic. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. He's been one of the most cogent voices about our borders, our nation's border security. He's Congressman Brian Babin from the great state of Texas, and he joins us now. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Thank you, John. Always great to be with you and Amanda. We love having you on the show. We love your voice of clarity. Before we get started on the border, which is such an important issue, I just want to get your reaction. Congress has had about five or six days now to absorb the idea that there's an IRS whistleblower who says that there was political meddling in the Hunter Biden case. I know Congress is taking it seriously. How important was it for Jason Smith, the chairman today, to tell the IRS you protect that man? I think it's very, very important because we want anyone who has seen and heard uh, or read uh, any any indication that there's uh, you know corruption going on at, at at these agencies absolutely needs to come forward. And the whistleblower law is very clear; uh, they are to be protected. And I think that Chairman Smith uh, was right on the money uh, to warn the uh, the Internal Revenue Service that there better not be any retaliation. Mm, just a little gentle reminder about that. Uh, right. I wanted to shift to yeah, I wanted to shift to the border. Um, a lot of, of news stories have broken, but uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is calling it uh, calling illegal immigration irregular migration. Kind of reminds me of them referring to inflation as transitory. But he announced this new plan, some some different parameters to help deal with what's happening at the border, opening up uh, processing facilities in Guatemala and Colombia being stricter at the border, which I think any measure of strictness at the border would be more than what there has been. Uh, what do you make of this plan? And what do you make of the term irregular migration? It's just another euphemism. Uh, I mean, it's just the same as uh, he has operational control over the border. There is no they denied there was a border crisis for the longest time. He cannot bring himself to to recognize that there is a not only a crisis, but an absolute disaster. Close to six million individuals coming across uh, the border since he is uh, he has taken office uh, repeatedly coming coming over from one hundred and forty seven different countries. Uh, One million uh, over one million have been apprehended so far just in this fiscal year alone. And uh, as we know, the deadly drugs that are coming in uh, and through from China, through Mexico, killing over 100,000 Americans a year now. Uh, And then we can't forget about 
the uh, the diseases that are coming in as well. And, you know, the 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 pandemic for for covid may be over. But let me tell you something. There are record numbers of tuberculosis and polio that are coming in uh, diseases that have been really eradicated over over the last 100 years. And now I'll give you an example. In, the, in South Texas alone, they have tripled the rate of tuberculosis. Uh, and this is a TB uh, type that is that is really drug resistant, uh, putting many, many, many Americans at great jeopardy. Polio, that, tar- that terrible, debilitating disease that people were so fearful of back in the 30s, 40s and 50s and until uh, they came up with the with a vaccine for it. Now rearing its ugly head again uh, to uh, to start inflicting this horrible damage crippling children, killing, killing uh, children uh, that we hadn't seen in, in really, uh, in, you know, in 50, 60, uh, 70 years. Uh, so mm-hmm. unbelievable that we're, we're hearing this, this word irregular migration. Mallorca simply will not recognize the fact uh, that we have an enormous problem down there that is changing America forever and bringing in really hundreds of suspected terrorists on the terrorist watch list have come in this this uh, uh, just since the, uh, the this fiscal year, uh, and really just doesn't seem to have his have his eyes open. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, if you don't want to see it, I guess you just close your eyes in the Biden administration. But the rest of America sees it and they feel it. Sarah, we started the conversation about a whistleblower. I want to turn to a second whistleblower, a young lady yesterday from HHS coming forward saying the government is acting as a middleman in a massive child trafficking scheme that involves the cartels and criminal agents on both sides of the border. Very, very poignant uh, testimony and a real uh, cry for help for these children that are really vulnerable all the way here. And then even after they get in the country, your thoughts on what she told Congress yesterday. She is telling us the truth. It's something that we've been suspecting now for well over two years. Uh, I've been on that border uh, numbers of times, taking uh, uh, congressional delegations, my my colleagues with me to South Texas, to Arizona, uh, uh, South uh, Southern uh, Southern California, uh, seeing exactly what's going on down there. Uh, And quite frankly, uh, there are 85,000 children uh, that. We, they have, they're, they're unaccounted for. These are UACs, unaccompanied children, mm. and, and, the, and the HHS is supposed to keep up with them. DHS has, has them and then t- turns them over to, to HHS, and uh, they're being turned over to so-called families. Uh, I was down there on one trip and asked an HHS official, uh, are you vetting these so-called families? Uh, for criminal background checks. No, we're not doing that. We don't have the resources. Uh, are you are you doing uh, DNA testing? Are you sure these are our families, uh, uh, you know, blood kin? No, we just don't have the resources. Uh, however, during the Trump administration, they did somehow find the resources to do uh, some of the uh, testing, uh, DNA testing. But now the Biden administration simply has opened the border up so much that they just process them in uh, by the hundreds and hundreds of thousands, and they are aiding and abetting child sex uh, rings, uh, human uh, slavery, uh, indentured mm-hmm. servitude. Uh, we have uh, we've, they, all the evidence is pointing uh, that these kids are are being abused uh, over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, and it 
it, it's just it's, it's inconceivable that the United States of America, a country based on the rule of law, the Christian Judeo-Christian faith, uh, now uh, has, has put this many children at risk. You can't wrap your, your mind around this. Uh, and but this mm-hmm. is what's happening, nevertheless. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, in addition to the trafficking problem, fentanyl is a huge issue. And sometimes when I watch the messaging coming out of this administration, it feels like I'm looking at spokespeople from the Ministry of Truth because Corinne Jean-Pierre said something at the press podium about what the GOP is doing with regards to border security. And it, I felt like I was in the twilight zone, but check this out. House Republicans promised to put cops on the beat. Instead, they're fighting to put fentanyl on the street by defunding Border Patrol. Their proposal makes clear that only things House Republicans are committed to giving to Americans are increased crime, lower economic growth, and more manufacturing jobs set back to China. The Speaker's position is that unless the President and the Senate agree to that job-killing, cost-increasing, anti-farm, anti-healthcare, anti-education agenda... Congressman, uh, I will admit I have not read every letter of every word of every piece of legislation that Republicans have proposed or passed, but I'm pretty sure that I would be hard-pressed to find anything in there that Republicans are defunding Border Patrol. Uh, To what is she referring to? I have no idea. I've never heard such spin meister, uh, you know, in my master, the master of, of uh, spinning. That, that, that's all you can say. That's just unbelievable imagination. Uh, this is coming from uh, the Democrat Party that, that's been uh, wanting to defund the police for, uh, gosh, uh, for three years now uh, since the pandemic and the riots uh, that happened all across the nation. Uh, and the, the, how, how they can say that, that Republicans don't want to, to fund uh, the Border Patrol, what they what the, the Democrats want to do is to take this money and simply facilitate and the more processing of, uh, of illegal immigrants yeah. coming across the border to incentivize more to come across. What yeah. we want to make sure is that this these funds are used to enforce the border laws. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. OK, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I'm very excited to be joined by our next guest. He is one of the great political thinkers of our time. He measures public sentiment. He knows the importance of language to voters. He's the one and only Scott Rasmussen, and he joins us right now. Scott, great to have you on the show. 
Always good to be with you, John. And with an intro like that, I'll keep coming back. <laughs> well, it's well earned. I've been lucky to cover you for many, many years. Um, and we're in just one of the most amazing political moments in American history, certainly modern American history. So many issues, so much volatility, so much concern. The future of the nation really, I think, being shaped for the next 10, 20 years by decisions we're going to make. And I want to start with something that I, I don't think a lot of re conservatives, Republicans want to talk about. But it's clear from 2022, 2020, from the Wisconsin Supreme Court race in spring of 2023, Republicans don't have a message that's working on abortion. And Democrats know it, and they're going to exploit it in 2024. Tell us what your polling data is showing there. Well, let me first set the stage. In 2022, when we took a look at voters who didn't like Joe Biden, who disapproved of him, but also voted for a Democrat in Congress, which kind of goes against the current, on the abortion issue, they trusted Democrats more than Republicans by a 64 to 5 margin. It's a blowout. That was a wow. big part of the reason we didn't see you know, such a huge red wave as people were expecting. I mean, there were other right. factors, but that was a big one. When we start talking about the dynamics of this, you know, uh, most voters are sort of okay with a 15-week limit um, on when you can have an abortion with some reasonable exceptions. But, big, big but, um, most do not support any kind of enforcement, not even a slap on the wrist for a medical provider who breaks the law. So, you know, what does that tell us? And only 28% of voters say that reducing the legal limits on when you can have an abortion will actually reduce the number of abortions. This creates a huge problem for Republicans and those who believe in, in the pro-life movement. Uh, when we start asking questions about restricting abortion and where should it be, Republicans are on the losing side of that issue by an 84 to 12 margin. I mean, this is a blowout. Um, why? Well, 73% of voters say it's important that we protect the woman's right to choose, but that choice should be made early. Unfortunately for those in the pro-life movement, you can't get anything really supported stricter than a 15-week ban. 91% of abortions are completed before that time, so you're not really having much of an impact. Wow. The discussion needs to shift, not from what is the perfect law, to what can we do to reduce the number of abortions? Because Americans, while they want a woman's right to choose, they want fewer abortions. When the discussion is around that side, reducing the numbers, well, we win that. The pro-life movement wins that 61 to 19. What does that look like? What about holding the man accountable? I mean, at least where I remember and what I, where I come from, two people were involved in creating that baby. 79% of voters say the man should be held accountable financially for the woman and the child during pregnancy. What about finding ways to help women who are in difficult situations, encouraging them to carry the child to birth? And what about loving those who make a decision we don't agree with? What about uh, thinking of ways to provide mental health support for the women who have an abortion and then have some regrets? I mean, there's a lot of ways to talk about this. But the focus should be on helping women in difficult situations and reducing the number of abortions, not coming up with a perfect law. I seem to recall a long time ago, a Democratic president had a very similar approach. Bill Clinton had that sort of language and it was very popular. In fact, he found common ground on adoption and things with Republicans. Absolutely. It seems like going back to the playbook from 30 years ago might work even in this election. huh? That's, I think it would. And again, you know, look, I think this is the reality of it. People. Yeah. Want, they, they are, this is a difficult issue. There are two lives involved. Conservatives forget often that there's a woman involved. 
Right. People on the left sometimes for, don't want to acknowledge there's a baby involved. But this that's why you have to really think about how do we look at this in a more holistic manner. Yeah, that's why we have you on, because you get us thinking bigger than the current conversation in Washington. That's so important. Uh, let me turn to another one, because I've been noticing a not so subtle shift in the Biden administration's language on the border. Suddenly, uh, for the first time in the last 24 hours, uh, Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, said there is an irregular immigration problem. We won't use illegal, but he used irregular. I know what he means. Um, is is this starting to show up as a potential a threat to Democrats, and therefore they're shifting and trying to come up with some solutions now. It is absolutely a threat to Democrats. And I think, I'm not sure that the actual issue is shifting as much, but their awareness of it is. Um, you know, there are people on the left who just don't want to acknowledge there's any problem. Only about 20% of voters nationwide think we should have an open border. Uh, so when you're on the losing side of an 80-20 issue, you have to adjust your playbook, and that's what we see happening. Uh, however, you got to be really careful on this. Uh, Republicans sometimes want to go too far and talk about what should the ideal immigration system be or how can we deal with amnesty or all these other issues. Well, you know what? None of that matters until you secure the border. That's right. Uh, you can't talk about what the next immigration system should be. So if you're talking about securing the border, um, you're talking about ending human trafficking, a terrible part of what we see at the border. Talk about defeating the drug cartels. Those are serious winning issues because they're addressing the, the reality that Americans acknowledge. You know what? Some people who are coming across the border really are fleeing bad situations and really do want to live the American dream. There's also a lot of bad actors coming across, and we need to secure the border to address that. And then we can have the next discussion. Yeah, don't put the cart before the horse or the, or the horse will crash into the car. That's usually what happens in Washington here. Um, presidential race clearly shaping up. Let's start with the Democratic side real quickly. Uh, uh, polling suggests that three quarters of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run. Uh, he's at a 38 to 43 percent uh, favorability. That's pretty low for a president only two years in. What does Biden's path to the presidency look like this time compared to 2020? Most important thing for any election, the economy. James yeah. Carville had that right in 1992. That's for um, sure. Look, conservatives don't want to hear this. But if next year, if we have mourning in America like we did in 1984, Joe Biden's going to win. Right. Uh, if there's a terrible recession, he probably won't even get the nomination. Um, if, as I'm not an economist, but when I look at the tea leaves and read about it, we're probably going to be somewhere between those extremes, maybe a mild recession, maybe real slow growth. Uh, in that case, you know, President Biden will start off in a weak position, depending on who the Republican opponent is um, and where he will be vulnerable are things like border security and some, things like some of the other cultural issues that we've touched on. Um, in other discussions, you know, the idea that, for example, uh, on gender identity, some of those politics, right. the president is way out of sync with public opinion on that. But let's not lose sight of the fact that no matter how many issues we talk about and no matter how riled up you get about them, the economy is the defining uh, starting point. That's a good reminder. And we all know what it feels like right now. So that's a, a powerful force. Uh, we got about a minute and a half left. Scott, I want to ask you about this. Let's flip to the Republican side. All of a sudden, the bandwagon, even in the mainstream media, is, hey, Donald Trump may be sewing this up. It feels awful early for anyone to have sewed it up. But what's the dynamic between Trump and uh, DeSantis right now? And what is your wisdom looking at that race as it plays out longer? First piece of wisdom is 
don't believe any polls this far in advance of a primary. Man, I'm old enough to remember when in 2007, Rudy Giuliani and Hillary Clinton were the definite nominees for the 2008 campaign. Um, what we're seeing right now is a, a surge for Donald Trump. And I think that's because of the legal issues against him. You know, right. when somebody beats up somebody in your family, you want to rally around them. But that doesn't mean you're really committed. Um, I don't believe I believe Donald Trump is less than a 50 50 shot to win the nomination. Uh, some days I think he's a little more likely than Ron DeSantis. Some days a little less. Uh, but it's way too early to count out a third party, a player to be named later. Uh, there are paths for other people. And you know where I say it? Uh, we've done some polling in Iowa, and New Hampshire lately. Oh, yeah. Voters in those states are evenly divided between do they want a candidate who's upbeat, upbeat and inspiring and lifting up our highest ideals, or do they want somebody who says America is under attack and we have to punch back and beat up those progressives and, uh, and go after the woke policies. Voters are looking for something they haven't quite seen yet in any of the candidates, and that's what the next several months will tell us. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Aaron Withy is the chief executive officer of the Freedom Foundation. He joins us now. Aaron, you've been fighting union influences, the undue influence that they have on this. Today was a day of accountability. What was your take on what went on at that hearing? Yeah, it was a day of accountability, John. For the first time, Randy had to answer for what should have been her crimes, which was keeping schools closed for far longer than they ever should have been in an effort to pursue her own political agenda. If you watch today, what you heard was uh, Randy was uh, denying that she was ever trying to keep schools closed. She, in fact, made the bold claim that she was the one trying to reopen schools. Uh, and then she also, what was interesting to me was she also brought up uh, Trump and Betsy DeVos. She attacked both of them uh, for their, what, in her words, lack of a plan to reopen. But the part that she missed was that it wasn't up to Trump and Randy Weingarten to reopen schools. It was up to the liberal governors that she had uh, put into office by, uh, by via campaign funds. Uh, it was the conservative governors that uh, adamantly opposed what Randy Weingarten did uh, that were actually opening schools. Remarkable. Yeah, and 
When she said that in the hearing, she said, you know, I live in New York City and I live near a hospital. So maybe it was just because I saw ambulances arriving every day that I felt like we needed to, to pay more attention to making sure safety was the priority when we were reopening schools. But I just don't understand how something like that, something anecdotal, something very seemingly flippant, would would be a contributing factor, contributing at all, even a minor factor, in deciding whether or not to deprive children of their education on, on school grounds. Whatever Randy was listening to in her house, it wasn't the science. And that was uh, that was telling us from day one that school should be uh, reopened. School should be in person. These kids should be back to in-person learning. One of the congressmen uh, or women brought up today uh, the fact that suicide, you, kids were more likely, 10 times more likely to die of suicide uh, than they were of COVID-19. It was a total travesty uh, what she did to our schools. And we cannot let uh, people forget what they did. You look at the education levels in America today, we've we've been put back 30 years. You look at the kids' mental health. Uh, my wife used to be a public school teacher. She has a lot of friends still in the profession. And what we hear is that uh, the behaviors that are going on in schools today are nothing like uh, what we were seeing pre-COVID. I think the damage done to the, these kids is going to be measured, frankly, for decades, uh, not just in the next couple of years. And I blame Randy Weingarten directly for this uh, because it was her, she was the one that was using these school shutdowns and these strikes to lobby her own political agenda. Yeah, and there's another piece of this that I think most Americans go, wait a second, the CDC is a science agency, it's a health agency. What is a political person from a teacher's union doing and uh, manipulating the science with them and coming up with a plan? She doesn't bring any medical expertise. Uh, why do unions, why did unions get a seat at that table when that was supposed to be the scientific medical form to make decisions? The reason she got her seat was because she funded Joe Biden's campaign. Her and the rest of government unions in America gave him over $76 million to, uh, to his election uh, to put him in office. So that's why they got uh, the kind of access that they did uh, to the CDC. But what's the, what's the important detail here is that the CDC issued this guidance that was then used as coverage by liberal governors across America to then continue to keep schools shut. They used Randy Weinkarten's uh, own language uh, to be able to justify what they were doing to schools when conservative governors were opening up. Everybody could see in broad daylight uh, that these kids that were going to school in Florida and other red states were doing just fine. Uh, but in, the, in those liberal states where they were being shut out, that's where the trouble occurred. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up the the fundraising that was done and, and given to Biden's campaign um, because money is quite fungible. And we saw it going the other direction. One hundred and ninety, I think almost two hundred billion dollars in covid aid for education. Um, these teachers weren't in the schools. Students were at home for an unprecedented amount of time. Where did all that money go? <laughs> that is the $200 billion question. <laughs> because they only spent, it, it was brought up today in testimony, uh, they only spent around 15% of it before schools got re reopened again. So all this uh, crying that we needed all this money to reopen schools again was a total lie. Uh, they did not need that money. They just needed to flip a switch and get kids back in school. I make it sound easier than it probably was. But I think what we're also seeing in America today is we're seeing this wave of teachers that have uh, figured out what the teachers 
teachers unions are now advocating for. And those teachers are leaving the unions in droves. We've seen 3% of all teachers leave the biggest teachers unions, Randy's included, uh, biggest teachers unions in America the past couple of years. So I think what we're seeing is Randy and her radical political agenda completely distant from the teachers uh, that she represents today. You have played a role in educating uh, teachers about what their unions are doing, maybe the disconnect for what teachers want for their children. You've got a big event coming up in July. I believe it's called the Teachers Freedom Summit. Tell us about that and how this kind of furthers that movement that started a couple of years ago. Thanks for bringing that up, John. Yeah, we're starting the first of its kind Teachers Summit. Uh, we're going to bring together like-minded teachers that uh, want to do more to combat the union's agenda. Uh, in particular, we're looking at uh, informing them on how they can fight CRT and sex ed that uh, is clearly leaking into the classrooms, especially in liberal cities where uh, Randy Weingarten uh, and the other teachers unions own the school boards. We're also going to debunk myths uh, around uh, school choice. Uh, a lot of public school teachers are misinformed uh, about what that means. Then we're also going to help them to equip, we're going to help equip them to be able to run opt-out campaigns in their like local school districts. We've seen a massive appetite from teachers that want to leave their uh, leave their unions but don't have the tools to do so. We're here to equip teachers with all the tools that they need to put $1,100 a year back in their pockets and out of the pockets of the union's radical political agenda. Fascinating. Aaron, we've just got about 30 seconds left. Republicans, fortunately, I'm very glad, have become the party of school choice where the money follows the child. Um, do you expect this to sway any votes coming up next year in the general election as far as inner city uh, voters? It's supported by parents across political lines, uh, school choices. Uh, over 70 percent of, uh, of parents uh, support school choice. In fact, who wouldn't? the teachers unions, that's who. And those are the ones that are gonna spend big money to make sure that it doesn't happen. But I think that we're gonna see some vote swing, yes. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was a big success. It's hard to get one these days, so I'm very excited about it. It is, and I think, you know, I've covered a lot of these debt standoffs over the last two decades. This is the first time Republicans are on offense. They actually put uh, Biden in a defensive posture. They got their plan out there. How important is that for trying to force the president to the table? 
Oh, it's very important because we were going to be the ones in a bad position. Uh, the Senate, they could have passed a big omnibus and sent it over to us and forced us to have to deal with it. Look, here's the deal, John. We didn't cause this problem. We didn't spend over $7 trillion in just two years like the Biden administration did. But we just pa by passing this bill, we saved the American people $4.8 trillion. That's how much spending cuts we just accomplished. And we're so excited about it. Now it's up to Joe Biden. He needs to prove to America that he's serious about the nation's debt and he's serious for a good agenda for, for our country. Yeah, so important. Congresswoman, the, the rhetoric coming from Democrats regarding this has been quite incredible. It reminds me of Obamacare when they were talking about pushing old ladies off cliffs because they've been evoking spending cuts and, and talking about that with respect to, to veteran support and, and all manner of heartstring pulling. Can you just articulate to our audience some of those spending cuts that you guys found to be important in this bill? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Democrats lied all along. Joe Biden has been saying that Republicans are going to cut Social Security and Medicare, and we absolutely did not do that. Here's what we did. We put H.R. 1, America First Energy Bill, onto this deal. Um, that would be great for our entire country. We need to be independent with energy again, just like we were under President Trump. That's what we put in this package. We also reel back and scrape back all the crazy amount of COVID money that is just sitting out there ripe for fraud and abuse. There's hundreds of billions of dollars of COVID cash is what I call it, just sitting there, not being used, not being spent. We all know COVID is over with. We need to peel that back in. And so we packed in a lot of things like workforce requirements. This is important. We need to get people back to work again. And there's a labor shortage across the country. And we need to get people off of, of government uh, checks and get them back in the workforce. Uh, so we did a lot of work here on this package. But the big deal is, is it saves $4.8 trillion dollars and spending. And it's it's now it's going to the president. He's the one that needs to show America he's serious. Yeah, uh, it's the ball's been kicked to his court early. It's going to be interesting to watch that dynamic. Congresswoman, you're always in pursuit of the truth. In the last week, we've seen some pretty extraordinary revelations. Some of them happened here at Just the News. Uh, today, President Trump revealing, hey, I let the FBI, I told the FBI they could come voluntarily search, and they did the raid anyways. That was kept from the judge, according to uh, Trump's lawyers. A couple days earlier, we learned that that letter that Joe Biden pretended was an organic intelligence letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation was actually orchestrated by by his campaign, the constant fooling that the media and the Democrats together have pulled off on the American people. How do we get that reversed? Well, we what we do is now that we've gotten this package passed and out of the way, what we have to do is we deal with these problems with the power of the purse. That's where Republicans have real power in the budget and appropriations. If we don't like the way people have been doing their job, we can fire them in appropriations. We can completely wipe out their salaries. And that's what I would like to see done. We had 51 members of the intelligence community lie sign their name to a lie saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was not real and that it was pure Russian propaganda. We know exactly why they did that, John, and that was to sway the 2020 election. So we have these intelligence officials who were paid by the American taxpayers lying to the American people and they knew it. And then even furthermore, here we have the FBI who went and looked at the documents at Mar-a-Lago, went, took a look at them, looked at everything, said everything 
everything looks fine, and then they come back and do an FBI raid, it's all politics for the Democrats and the agencies that they're in control of. So I would like to see real accountability, John. You know, I, we fought really hard to get a good package here uh, with this debt ceiling increase um, so that we could cut $4.8 trillion in, in savings for the American people. But where I want to go to battle in the real fight is with budget and appropriations and make sure that we gut these agencies with these people who play politics. Yeah, real quickly, we've got about 20 seconds. Would you go after and say the people who signed that letter never again get any more federal contracts? Absolutely. They need to be the first to be fired, along with many people in the Department of Justice and the FBI. You see, that's where I think we need to use our power, yeah. and Republicans can do it if we join together and have the courage to get it done. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Justin News? And the answer is, we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store, it's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. 
Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash Victor, taxnetworkusa.com slash Victor. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.